0: Hey friend, thanks so much for meeting me here at Frothy Monkey in beautiful downtown Franklin, Tennessee. It's a great place to get a good cup of joe and share together in some good conversation. Anyway, be looking at the menu. I know you're new here. Decide what you want. Text it to me. I'm going to go ahead and get in line and place our order. Hey, you're listening to Guat. Rocks, God, the world and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission is... Always Advancing Equilibrium in the Midst of an Agitated World, Episode 115, Plain Revelation Chapter 7, Part 2, What a Difference Salvation Makes. This scene occurs before the activities of the Great Tribulation. Remember, the seventh seal has not yet been opened. And before all the elements of destruction are poured out on lost man, Christ shows us a picture of the final outcome of the saints who face the worst possible scenario that can come to a believer, violent and vicious martyrdom. We're given a snapshot right up front as a reminder that regardless of how bad things look, for those of us who are saved, we win. We overcome. We are saved. Starting in chapter 7, verse 9, John says, After this I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, and along with the elders and the four living creatures, they fell face down before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Let me stop right here and remind you that normally Amen comes at the end of a praise and worship. But John starts off with the phrase, amen, and it means, may it be so. And he says, amen, blessing. That means ovation, giving God the applause he deserves. And glory, that means exaltation. That means to shine the light of praise on him for who he is and what he has done in your life. Friend, we never need to be afraid to speak openly and publicly about God's presence and work in our lives. And wisdom, that means contemplation. We give God the glory that he has the answers to the mysteries of our lives. And thanksgiving, that means appreciation. We all need to get a little Gomer Pyle in us. The old TV show, Gomer Pyle, he was always saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And friend, you and I need to have an attitude of gratitude at all times that pours forth from our mouths and gives God the thanks. And honor, that means admiration with our words and our deeds. And power. Power. That means elevation. The old philosophers used to say he is the unmoved mover and strength. That means fortification. He is our shield and defense. And all of this is to be to our God forever and ever. Blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and strength. Seven attributes of praise, perfect praise to Almighty God because he's worth it and he deserves it forever and ever. Amen. In verse 13, it says, then one of the elders asked me, Who are these people in white robes, and where do they come from? John said, I said to him, Sir, you know. Then he told me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Friend, blood can either be a source of life giving oxygen, nutrition, and health, or it can be a source of disease, contamination, and death. And I remind you that Jesus' blood cleans and disinfects and gives life. Verse 15, for this reason, they are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night in his temple. The one seated on the throne will shelter. It literally means to spread his tent over them. My friend, when we come into the presence of God and we are invited into his house to live forever, friend, we have physical, spiritual, and emotional protection and provision forever. In verse 16, it says, they will no longer hunger That's physical protection. We have hunger the world over. We have hunger right here in Middle Tennessee. You have hunger right there where you live. And folks, the tragedy is, is that the hunger and the starvation and the loss of food and the lack of food almost always comes at the hand of man, not because there's not enough food to eat. God provides for all, but yet because of war, because of totalitarianism, because of hate, because of abuse, because of anger... Food is withheld and people starve. It says they will no longer hunger. Physical protection, they will no longer thirst. If you live here in the United States, you take fresh water for granted. But my friend, the world over, people are thirsting to death. And Jesus says that the one who sits on the throne says that they will no longer thirst. That physical protection. And it says the sun will no longer strike them nor will any scorching heat. We have physical protection. We're going to have climate control in heaven. Praise God. And I'm telling you, it's a serious thing. And we don't take it for granted, but God gives us physical protection. In verse 17, it says, For the Lamb who is at the center of the throne will shepherd them. Friend, that speaks of spiritual protection, spiritual leadership. The world is is dying, is starving for spiritual leadership. The church of Jesus Christ, I'm speaking at least for the church in the United States, it is gone. It is abandoned. Show me the spiritual leadership that is leading the people out of darkness into light in this very, very dark time. But yet Jesus reminds us before everything breaks loose with the great tribulation that the lamb who is at the center of the throne will shepherd them. And it says he will guide them to springs of the waters of life. And so Jesus reminds us right up front, that if you're one of the ones who is beheaded in the great tribulation, my friend, do not fret, do not worry, do not fear. Why? Because you have the promise of the springs of water, of life. That means spiritual life forever, never to suffer death again. And finally, that great reminder, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Friend, that's emotional protection and provision forever. Isn't it interesting that the old rocker, He's old now. Eric Clapton wrote the song and sings, No Tears in Heaven. I ask you a question, how does he know that? And he sang it with great comfort and conviction. I remind you that Eric Clapton wrote that song after his son tragically fell to his death from a high-rise condominium. Friend, through the saving power of Jesus revealed through God's holy word, the Bible, we can take part in this same worship of God now as the blood of Jesus cleanses us from sin and gives us a clean new heart that is totally capable of abandoning ourselves to God. Today, we can be happy regardless of life's circumstances because we know that in the end, if we know Jesus, we win. And with that, we can celebrate regardless of what we're going through now. Salvation makes all the difference in the world. And with that, I bid you peace.